Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from somewhere in the mountains, hills of the Southern California area, Joey Nocho Prano. Coming to you from a fortified compound in an undisclosed location in the greater Los Angeles area. How are you, Andy? I'm good. So the new digs? We're, uh, you know... We'll see if it's full time, if it's temporary, what's going on. I don't know. We're, 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 you know, we're just trying some things out here. So you're in the, uh, the beta stage. That's what they would call it. Exactly. I'm beta testing. You're beta testing where to live. Yeah. Been, been moving around a lot of different places, but we'll see what happens. We'll see how the Wi Fi connection is here. We'll see, you know. Joe Prano, nomad. Well, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be joining you in the beta testing because I have an inf, I have a finite time I should say in this house now. My my well, brother has purchased this house. Which one of your brothers will be? Greg will take over the house. Greg, and Greg's moving in the house. He's moving in. That's so, cool. Yeah, no, I'm glad to keep it in the family. So. I will be Uncle Andy doesn't just get to live in the basement. We we discussed that. Kind of like Charles in charge, throwback yeah. to our, our early 90s sitcom references. But Uncle Andy now has a lady and, and, and they're looking for some spots together. <laughs> That's so exciting. I turned into Maddie Goldberg in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. Look at you going all in, baby. (laughs) Somebody said my Maddie Goldberg has turned into Dick Vitale. And I'm I think I think when Maddie Goldberg gets excited, he is like a Dick Vitale. No, I can see that. Yeah. Can you imagine Maddie Goldberg and Dick Vitale calling a basketball game together? It'd just be a lot of yes. I know, man, age 40, and I'm, I'm finally finally ready to take that step of, of living with a significant other. I guess little Andy Whoa. over here is going to grow up finally. Andy, Lady X, Roscoe. Yeah, I know. So nothing is happening right this moment. We already spend all the time together, but as far as where I'm moving, but yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but some things are currently in motion from my end, from your end. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Have you thought about, uh, have you thought about just living in one of the luxury suites at great American ballpark? I am assuming they'll be pretty free. It's a good point. The rest of the season. It's a great point. Usually those things are expensive, but I think, it's going to get to the it's, it's like hotel rooms in L.A. during COVID. They're like, well, listen, no one's using them. So why don't we just put the homeless in there? Yeah. Like, 
Well, the Reds, I mean, we can't get enough. Like, I, at times I think, oh, the dirtballs are probably sick of hearing about the Reds. But the Reds have become a national thing now. Which Yeah, they're, they're doing things that have been done, you know, half a dozen times in the history of baseball at this point and in, in losses. Yeah, so they threw a no-hitter yesterday, a combined no-hitter, and still lost. And uh, for some reason... People aren't call, they don't they're not referring to it as a no hitter. They're like, despite giving up no hits, like this is a no hitter. They threw a no hitter, and like even if some even if one person did did it and lost, it would still be a no hitter. Now I know you know one of my man crushes, uh, Noah Syndergaard, has been trolling his former team because the Angels threw a real no hitter, according to him. But it's listen. They're all no hitters. The Reds threw a no hitter and lost. Correct. I believe it's because they pitched eight innings and they lost. The, the Pirates didn't have to bat. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Okay. I, be- I believe that's what I read. They that's, didn't have to. That makes sense. That makes did- uh, that explains it a little bit more. Yeah, they did not have to pitch the ninth inning. I still say it's a no hitter. Well, they didn't give up a hit in eight innings. Yeah. And and if one guy had done it and lost, he would have also thrown a no hitter. Yeah. So for anyone who didn't see, they gave up three walks in the eighth and then a failed double play got a run across. So they lost one to nothing in what is the ultimate microcosm of the season of the Castellini family. You have to laugh like I'm not a big karma guy. I don't think you are, but man, this season and team, this is like the ultimate karma. You throw a no hitter and you lose. Yeah. And it's your young stud who throws seven of the innings, seven and a third of the innings. This is, this is dirty sports in a nutshell. I believe there were seven game sevens yesterday or some shit or seven game sevens this weekend. And we're like, let's talk some Reds baseball, baby. Hey, hey you let it off. I know I did. I did. You, you jumped in it. That's all I'm going to say. Again, it's yeah. it's a microcosm of what's happening and good. I'm glad they lost again. Good. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Not to not to cross over to dirty slides too hard, but fuck them. I mean, I, I've said what I can say. There's nothing really else to say. I, I will tell you one thing. I will tell you one thing, and I really shouldn't even be saying this, but I'm not going to give any of the details, and I don't even know that the Castellinis are like whatever, but I know some people who have some dough. You know, I'm from a place I grew up. I went to a high school where a lot of people have some money, and now a lot of those people know people with even more money. I, meanwhile, uh, have moved in to a temporary closet uh, with bare, barely any Wi-Fi. So good job by my parents spending all that money on uh, multiple private school educations. Good job, mom. Sorry about that. Uh, but a rumor that I heard is a friend of a friend. Ooh, I like it. A friend of a friend is thinking about, looking into, gathering information on how to buy the Cincinnati Reds. The reason being, despite the small marketness 
despite the, you know, whatever it's one of only two professional teams in Cincinnati. It is, uh, the first professional baseball team, the only team with an opening day parade, the, the team that, you know, for a while, always throughout the first pitch of the season, that there is a history and that there is a need for the Cincinnati Reds to be a good baseball team and to stay in Cincinnati and to not just be jam. So I won't give any more details because I actually don't know too many details, but what the reasoning I heard was Cincinnati deserves a baseball team and it deserves its baseball team to be treated better than it's being treated by its owners. Does this person own a St. Bernard? No. Okay. Didn't know if we we're going to have Shotzi the fourth or Shotzi the fifth, whatever it was coming back. Was, was Shotzi a St. Bernard? Wasn't Shotzi a St. Bernard? I thought Shotzi was like a little, like little, like foo-foo dog. I thought it was like a Shih Tzu no. or something. No. Shotzi was a big dog. I now you got me questioning. I had my questioning my whole time growing up. Shotzi, um, come on, was Marge Shot's dog, dude? You got me questioning everything. Was it not a Saint Bernard? Yep, it was a Saint Bernard. Okay. You think a woman who has an affection for Hitler is going to have a little foo-foo dog, man? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Shotzi was a St. Bernard, and she had okay. multiple Shotzis. I think after one died, I think there was like Shotzi too. Yeah, she, she seemed like the kind of person that would do that. There's people that do that. It, it might be the most serial killer thing that you can do besides being an actual serial killer is replacing your dog with the same breed and calling it the same thing. Like I know people who are like, yep, this is the fifth Rex we've had. We just, a black lab dies. We get another black lab. We call it Rex. I'm like, that is psychotic. Yeah, no, it is. It's totally psychotic. You can't do that. I, I think that that's like, you know, uh, you know, mind hunter or whatever. That's, that should be in this FBI's serial killer profile. hundred percent. If you replace your dog with the exact same dog and give it the same name. You can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. Sir, sir, did you just name your dog the same thing as your last dog? Yeah. Did you buy the exact same breed? Yeah. All right. We're going to have to take an axe to your floor and find out how many bodies you have under there. Yeah. The dog name is crazier than George Foreman naming his all like all his kids. George. Yeah. Because that's like that's like a wild fun thing. Yeah. I just I just saw uh a thing about Wander Franco too, the Tampa Bay Rays shortstop that apparently his brothers are also both Wander Franco. And now he has a son, Wander Franco Jr. So amazing. Yeah. The only, the only thing that you're allowed to name your dog, if you replace it with a new one, if you're going to do that, it either has to be George Foreman or Wander Franco. Then it's okay. Then it's a, then it's a, a sports reference. You're yeah. like our our family dog George Foreman died, and we're replacing it with George Foreman. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. We have a lot of basketball to talk. We have a lot of basketball to talk, and then we have some serious, serious drama for my Airbnb stay. That is the most dirty sports story ever. Somebody knocked on the door one night. They, they were bloody. 
You didn't let them in. By the way, the amount of messages I got that were like, why does Andy think he lives in a horror movie? People are like, I, Andy driving by a person in distress because he's worried that they're part of, I know what you did last summer. is <laughs> one of the wildest takes I've ever heard. So my mind, if people haven't figured out, my mind goes places. Yeah, we no, I think we all got that. Like it. I don't need any sort of drug. My mind now I'm not it'll go even my mind goes place. My mind went a place this weekend that when I got in my car late, this is at where I live in the nice little sub- suburbs of Cincinnati. For some reason, I thought the hitman from Ozarks was gonna have a gun to my head. Like my mind goes places. I'm like, is Nelson right. there ready to kill me? Nelson, is that is that his name? That's his name. So I know weird name for a guy who is sent to off people, but my mind goes places. Are but you done with Ozark? By the way, I finished it this weekend. I have two left. It is, it is pulling teeth, getting me through the end of this series. I can't believe I lasted this long, but man, but I've been you're, watching. You're in, you're in the minority in that. I think I've been watching these episodes in like three. I, I, I'm, I'm, at this point, just who am I rooting for? I honestly, I, I tweeted it. I think I'm just the only person I'm rooting for in the whole. There's two people on the whole show that I would be like upset if they died. Two people. And that's the daughter and uh, fucking the, the cartel leader. That's it. The head I'll, of the cartel is the, cu- most, the most likable guy on the whole show. <laughs> I'll be curious what you say after you finish it. If it doesn't end up with Wendy Bird dead. I may never I may cancel my Netflix account. Wendy Bird really is setting women back. The worst. The worst. She's the worst. And Marty and I called that I called that so long ago and everybody's like, well, I don't know. You 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 egregiously hate Wendy Bird. And now she's turned into whatever. Like, I was like, see, I told you. And Marty's a cock. Marty's a total. I mean, we know he's a cock, but like, yeah, he's literally. Literally, the show, the show starts with, hi, welcome to this new streaming show. Marty's a cuck. That's how the show started. <laughs> For sure. But I'm saying he's a cuck in so many ways. Yeah. Speaking of cucks, can we talk about the Phoenix Suns? Sure. They got cucked hard by Luca. I mean, can we talk about something that might even be a bigger deal than the Andy Ruther curse? The Stephen A. Smith curse. I mean, Stephen A. Smith predicted that the Mavs would get blown out. Like, why? Who even makes that kind of prediction going into a game seven? That one of the te- in a game seven of the second round of the NBA playoffs, you predict a team is going to get blown out. Yeah, that's a bad take. If it's and then real. the other team gets blown out, that game was over from the start. Yeah, dude. I saw, listen, uh, this, this NBA playoffs, I'll say it again. I like, I have no idea what's happening after those first two games. I was like, well, I had high up. I mean, I I thought the Mavericks were going to perform well in this playoffs. And then they come out in those first two games. I was like, well, I was wrong. I, I literally took an L and now I'm taking an L that I took an L. This is like the Julius Randall signing all over again. Now I'm taking an L that I took an L. I don't understand 
how you can get blown out that badly at home. It, it, what, 26 points at halftime? 27 points? I mean, Devin Booker, just no shows. No shows. Chris Paul has no showed for five games now. We talk about the Chris Paul. Like, what's the Chris Paul legacy at this point? Because I saw somebody, I have a friend of mine whose basketball opinion I respect, who like two games into the series was like, best point guard of my lifetime. I was like, whoa, because he's up two games in the second round. Zero finals appearances. Some epic, like, conference finals fails. I'm I'm sorry. He made the finals last year. Bad memory. Right, right. Last year with the Suns. Prior to that, yeah. Zero. Epic conference finals fails between injury and no showing and whatever. That's a good question, though. The best point guard in our lifetime. I'm not, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to include magic because magic was like, before. I mean, he's in my lifetime, but he was before I really best, watched best post best post Jordan. Like, the, like magic, Larry were an era, right? That was the end of an era that the, 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 you know, if you look at the history of basketball, you have the beginning, you have the, you know, Bill Russell run. And that also included, obviously, games, you know, you, you have you have Wilt and all that. And you have, you know, you have great players there. But the Bill Russell finals Celtics run. Then you have, you know, the 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 color TV era. Then you have Magic and Bird. Then you have Jordan. And then you essentially have the LeBron era. And now we're. You're, we're, cu- we're cusping on the post-LeBron era. Yeah, but who's in that list? Stockton, Nash. Yes, I would Allen say Stockton. I, I would say Stockton's a a, a Le- uh, Jordan era point guard. True. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I mean Nash, Kid, Chris Paul. Then you get into like. The Steph Curry, Allen Iverson, like guys who are, you know, are they true point guards? I guess, you know, if we're doing it by position. I mean, Steph Curry, multiple MVPs and titles, you know, but but doesn't bring the ball up. (laughs) I mean, 64 wins and you don't make it to the conference finals. Those can be franchise defining moments that changed the trajectory. I, I think. Well, I said last year and I, I sort of, I feel like I took an L even maybe with the regular season performance. Cause I, I said last year that I thought the uh, Suns would fall off. Obviously they had a better regular season, but they don't go back to the finals. They don't even go to the conference finals, but I said last year and I kind of now feel justified in saying this. They shouldn't have re-signed Chris Paul. You you get you have Chris Paul. You have a veteran point guard. He takes you to the finals. He gets all these young guys there. He gets all these young guys' experience. And then you give him a boatload of money, and it's like 
he, he kind of accomplished all that he could accomplish. Like, unless you thought you were winning the championship, which I didn't think they were going to do. I didn't even think that they would get back there. I actually thought they would have a worse regular season than they did. But I feel like that is a fail. Now, the, the part of the reason for me saying that is like, I feel like you have to pay eight. But now they don't even play eight in the fourth quarter. And there's some sort of, this is, you know, an internal, we're going to keep why he didn't play between the team uh, a statement from the coach. So I don't know. I mean, pretty safe to say this is the end of the Phoenix Suns mini run, you know, finals appearance and best record in the league the year after. And conversely, could be the start of a Mavs run. Could or be. at least the potential run of always being right there. Well, because they have one of the, you know, I would say three best players in the NBA. Yeah. And I agreed with what Charles Barkley said last night after the game. And he said, it was a blessing in disguise not having Luca those first two games of the playoffs because guys like Brunson and Dinwiddie, they, they had to learn how to play without him. And then they gained confidence in that Jazz series. And they took that confidence moving forward. Now, games they didn't show up, they lost. But overall, they've played well. And now you have a team beaming with confidence. That's going to be a pretty tough out. That's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty fun one. Well, you know, wildly different styles. Um, two, uh, multiple all-timers in the series. I mean, I'd even put, I'd even put clay as like a all-timer in a sense, you know, one of the all-time shooters. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Big Mavs fan over here. I mean, especially now I got golden state, the heat, uh, Boston. I'd like to see heat Mavs finals. We go, we go a replay of of a couple of past finals, but big Mavs fan over here. Let's go Mavs. Let's go Luca. Yeah, man, he's he's so fucking good. He really is. God, he's good. And and uh, shout out to Knicks fans for out there watching who are still arguing that the Knicks won the Porzingis trade. <laughs> As as Luca and the Mavs head toward the finals, I'm not like he does it quietly though. That's what's pretty wild if you watch the games. He he, he doesn't like. It's not the flashy jaw. Of course, they're different players, as we know. I mean, but- yeah, obviously, there's like uh, there's the just like freak athleticism that he's missing, but just the skill. You know, it's, skill set, it's, yeah the skills, you know, kind of unmatched. And that, and that was what I said about Luca the last couple of years, which is like, he's already like around his ceiling in my opinion. But that, but what's great is like, he has the maturity of, of playing professional basketball from a very young age. And now he's just like hovering near his ceiling, but he could potentially like LeBron stay there for a really long time. Because even even maybe less so than LeBron, 
I feel like his skill set translates into like an aging game. I mean, he's he's obviously very, very young, but like he's very young. But I think his game translates to something that he could do for the next 15 years. And even if he slows down or even if he can't jump as high or even if he's what, you know, not as quick in a first step, it's just like so uh, like I, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's so like. I don't know. It's like a thoughtful, intricate, skillful style of play. What's great about Luca, he does better in the playoffs career wise. I mean, he's he uh, averaging average wise in terms of point in terms of like all the things he does. I mean, it's a very small sample size so far. But he's having 23 games. Yeah. But he's having he's an all time playoff performer through a very through a very small sample size. All time. Twenty-three games playoffs. He's averaging thirty-two point seven points, nine point three rebounds, eight point three assists, all while shooting, you know, forty-eight percent from the field. Respectable thirty-seven percent from three-point. Like his numbers are better in the playoffs than they are in the regular season, and that's what's yeah. so great. And he's twenty-three. Yeah, he just turned twenty-three three months ago. Not even three months ago. It's wild. If he makes it to the finals, his trajectory is pretty insane. Like you're saying, or the possibility of his longevity at that like at that top dog of the NBA. Which brings me to a call concerning the NBA playoffs and and like a guy we trust the most. I'm going to play it. Who do we trust the most out there as far as star players? Hey, Joe and Andy. It's Andrew from Columbus. We just watched uh, the Suns completely sell in game seven. He shot terrible, um, kind of like the Bucks did earlier. Um, and that takes out Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Giannis, all in the same day. And so with the remaining four teams, um, which player in the playoffs do you trust the most to uh, bring home the trophy? Because I think the Bucks, I think we're favored at coming out of the East. I'm not exactly sure about the lines on that. Um, and I'm pretty sure uh, Phoenix or Golden State was favored. Um, I think the easy choice is to go with Steph, but I'm not sure that um, – Luca or Jason Tatum aren't the guys to put the ball in the hands of um, at the end of the game. Um, condoms are for the Phoenix Suns. How are we going? As tends to happen with Dirk Paul calls, and this is not a uh, this is not a dig on the caller at all because I think it's a great call and a great question, but it seems like it might be two different questions. Who do you trust the most that's left and who, what, you know, bringing home the title is more than one guy, Yeah, you know? And I think that that's important when you look, especially at uh, Golden State, who has a guy, Steph Curry is Golden State's guy. Steph Curry has three titles and no finals MVPs. So... It's almost like 
if I trust the Warriors, if I have the most trust in the Warriors winning it all, does that mean I have the most trust in Steph? It's like, not necessarily. I mean, I think that we, we've seen Warriors teams win titles and win finals games where Steph no-shows a little bit. So of all the guys left, who do I trust? I mean, you just talked about it. Look at Luca's numbers playoffs-wise. Like, I trust Luca's going to go for 25, 8, and 8 every single night. We're talking about 32, 10, and 9 or whatever it is, is his average. Like, I trust Luca the way I trusted LeBron for so many years is you're going to get 25, 8, and 8. Which, by the way, if you average 25, 8, and 8, which Luca's not, he's averaging more through your postseason career. You're fucking, you're in the GOAT conversation. Yeah. It's so, not a, yeah, it's not a question. I, I trust Luca the most in terms of a single person. Yeah, hands down. But I think that's going to be a really difficult series because I think the Warriors have a ton of experience on their team. And the, and the Mavs have to shoot well, and the Warriors can match them shot for shot with the three. Yeah. I think they're going to have their hands full. I'll be rooting for Dallas as well. They're going to have their hands full. And 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 it's similar in the in the East. It's like Jason Tatum is going to be the best player in that series. Yeah. But also, like the Heat might be a better team. They, I think they are. I think they're a better overall team from top to bottom. But you got it. You know, it's something you got to factor in. You know. The the Celtics have the best player in the series. For sure. Is this Brad Stevens' first year not as the coach? I believe that's correct. That'd be right? pretty that'd be pretty crazy if they go to the finals. Am I crazy that No, I think you're right. I think. Just got a message from Mr. Andy Lazarus who says, let me come on Dirty Sports this week to talk conference finals. So might need so he, to invite him in on a Thursday. So he can be a homer towards his Warriors. Yeah. So Stevens, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying it, 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 it would make for an interesting storyline is all I'm saying. If the first year they don't have Stevens, they suddenly make the finals. And I'm not putting that on. And obviously, he still works for the organization. Right. I still like the heat in that series. I do, too. But uh, I got to say that the Celtics showed me something in. In the, the end of that series, I mean, I really thought the Bucks were coming out of that. Again, this is I, I've I've it's crazy. I, I've said it before, but like breaking even on this NBA playoffs so far, maybe down a little bit, feels like I'm just getting the shit kicked out of me. It's like I've never felt so bad about losing just a little bit of money. I just feel like I I I don't know what's happening from game to game. And then even and then even some of my, you know, some of my predictions have come true and I abandoned them along the way. Like I was like, oh, the, I think the Mavs could sneaky make a run, and then I sold my Mavs stock two games into a series. 
So it's going to be interesting. I I like. I kind of like a Heat Mavs finals. It's what it's what I'm rooting for. I think these could both be like pretty epic series, though. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if each goes seven. And you know what that means? Anything is possible. Yeah. I wonder who the NBA wants. The NBA's got to want. They've got to want Boston. I'd say Boston, Golden State. You think so, or you think Boston, Luca? I feel like there's something about like people getting tired of certain teams. I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA was into Boston, Dallas. Dallas is a huge, is a huge market as well. True. They're probably they're probably all in on Boston Mavs. So that's probably what it'll be. I just the wonder NBA, NBA is rigged. I, I still wonder what the NBA feels about the foreign players concerning marketing. Well, they love them. They bone her out for them. It's the greatest thing to ever happen to them. But do Americans? They don't give a shit. No, I I, I know, but I, I I just my point is like if Luca was take Luca for example, I think if he, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in this. I was gonna say if he's not if he's an American, I I feel like. I mean, it's harder for them to market them here. Yeah. But but at the same time, it's like, that's the beauty of the NBA. That's why the NBA is so great is it is such a global game. I mean, they, you know, you can you can shit on the NBA all day long if you're one of those idiot talking heads and you're like, oh, how's China's dick taste? It's like, it tastes like fucking we're printing money. It jizzes money into our mouths. That's how it tastes. They, they are thoughtful about being the world's game and 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 cultivating. I mean, that was the that was the dream team plant. Let's send the dream team to Barcelona. Well, everything certainly changed historically after that. But my point on Luca and even Giannis, Giannis, it's the same way. He's obviously a huge star, but again, not American. I I, I do think it matters marketing wise it doesn't mean these guys aren't liked or right. they're but not it just popular. means it just means that here i'm sure the european i'm sure the nba europe offices do a lot of work pushing luca i'm sure you know and a lot of work pushing jokic and Giannis. and i'm sure just like i mean dude yao ming was the starting nba all-star center for a bunch of years. Well, Dude. that's also because it was fan voting and China has. Right. Many, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. That's my point. People, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If, if Dallas gets in, it's a much better storyline. And you get the whole Cuban factor. I think people like that. Him. I got, the- I would have to imagine that would be what the NBA is rooting for, but probably they're probably just happen, happy for Boston and whoever, because they certainly have star power and Steph, you know, Steph is one of their golden, golden boys, you know, that I'm sure they'll survive. They probably don't want anything to do with like a, you know, a, a Miami heat team that has like a pretty wishy-washy fan base that doesn't have a superstar. Yeah. They just got the Jimmy Butler hooting the blowfish commercials. Yeah. But Jimmy Butler is a star, but like they just don't market him that way. He's bounced around. He's not the face of the heat. 
I bet if they make the finals, Jamie Foxx has to show up and be in first row for one of those games. He has to, right? And then he can do an impression of Dave Chappelle doing an impression of Prince. And every time the Heat win, he's like, game, blouses. <laughs> or he does an impression of Jimmy Butler while Jimmy Butler's playing. Yeah. Right? That's where I was going with that. I know. I know where you're going with that. Okay. I'm just we're we're layering it. I gotcha. He's doing more shows out here, Chappelle. Jimmy Jimmy Butler is already doing a Jamie Foxx impression as Buns. We've already established that. Again, Loki, great movie, Booty Call, if you haven't seen it. Great character. Might argue Jamie Foxx's best acting of his entire career. <laughs> The character not, Buns, B-U-N-Z. Not the thing you got a Oscar for. No, not playing Ray Charles. No. Buns. And him having sex with Vivica Fox while doing different impersonations in the movie. I mean, there's that scene where he starts acting like Bill Cosby while he's banging her. Yeah. Classic movie. Speaking of that, I got to get back to Michael Majid. Where are you at on those nacho helmet calls, my friend? Right? Yeah. Nacho Helmet movie reviews? Yeah. He's got a lot. We, I mean, we gave him a lot to work on. We gave him a lot. It was like, it was like, a, it was like, you know, you do a project for school for the semester. We gave him a semester project. Yeah. But seriously, quit everything you're doing and get on it. I know we're not paying you, but come on, man. I discovered some interesting things with my Airbnb review. With your Airbnb review. Well, let me take it back a step. Before that, I discovered some things, which I'm actually very curious to hear you and what the dirt balls think of this. So I booked that place in Tennessee. And it's this long copy and paste list of rules. And I disregarded it. And I did some digging before I stayed there. The host, let's put in quotes, has nine other properties listed. So I okay. just thought, okay, you're a host management company. It's obvious in the greater Tennessee area. You have nine properties. You don't own nine properties. The person's photo was a very stock looking photo, right? Okay. I don't know where you're going with this. Oh, you'll see. So we get to the property in Tennessee and... I, you know, I ask a simple question when we get there and he responds, this person named Derek responds normally how to get the propane for the gas. And then I start realizing the responses are instant. They're instant and they're basically automated. And there are certain times where the response, where it's, it's an unsolicited response. And every response to me says, hi, Andy. And kindly Derek at the end. So I'm showing this to my buddies last week. I go, this is some fucking bot shit. Right. Which I don't know about your experience, Joe. When I've stayed in Airbnb, I've actually always had a person. Okay. And it's obvious. Yeah. Because the person doesn't respond instantly. So again, the first night we have four exchanges. Then at exactly 10 a.m. the second day, Hi, Andy. I hope that you're enjoying Chattanooga. Please let me know if there's any 
anything you need or if I can help you in any way, kindly Derek. And I'm thinking, dude, you already knew I'm there and enjoying Like we've already exchanged messages. That was an automated bot thing. And every response again is hi, Andy, kindly Derek. And as this continues to happen, we're laughing with my buddies saying some of these might be a person. Some of these are automated. And the last message he sends me um, the night before it says, hi, Andy, I hope you've had a delightful stay so far. Kindly remember to check out blah, blah, blah. It's been such an honor to have you as our guest. I'll definitely be giving you a five-star ratings in every category. And then the next day, I get a thank you. I've already written you a beautiful five-star review. Blah, blah, blah. I do some homework. So get this. This is wild. This is a property company managed by this guy in air quotes, Derek. I go to the website of his LLC listed. It's like a bullshit website for a company called Bellanova. The website is beautifulandnew.com. On the top of the website, it says new free webinar shows how our clients make $226,000 without lifting a finger. And it's a video of women being like, Bellanova helped our property so much, blah, blah, blah. And it's from the quote unquote owner. And he's listing all these numbers and all these reviews. There's not a single contact on here. There's just screenshots of reviews. There's nothing to click on. There's not a single contact email information. I'm going to ask a question. Go ahead. Isn't this better? No. Well, here's why it's not. I do a further dive on the way back, driving back, because I'm like obsessed with this now on the way back. I'm not sure sure why. So you don't have somebody that's like monitoring your every move and like. But here's why. You're getting immediate responses. Here's why. Robot Derek seems lovely. Yeah. Here's why. Our place was way dirtier than expected. Okay. All the way. It was misleading in the photos. This This is exactly why. Misleading in the photos. Our electricity went out for three hours. Okay. The bush and shrubs and everything going down from our house down to the dock was unkept. I didn't realize till the very end, every single garbage can outside was full. So all these things are adding up. We book things on reviews, right? Yeah. That's what I do. Sure. I, I mean, disco- that, that's, that's the whole model of Airbnb. You I discovered- review them, they review you. Yes. I discovered on the way back, half, if not more of the reviews are fake. They're bots. That's what, that's what we're getting to this. You're saying, oh, it didn't buy. Like, they're fake. I booked that based on reviews. They're fucking fake. Like, he has an Asian guy named Ming. I mean, it's almost stereotypical with a stock photo of a guy who looks like he works undercover for the Chinese Communist Party leaving. Like, I'm, I'm piecing all this together. And if you go to his website, they admit it on the website. This is where it's crazy to me. I know. I, I'm, I'm starting to think they, it, like, they're not hiding it, but you're like, you, you've discovered something. They're like, yes, you've been dealing with a bot this whole time. All, we have nine properties, all owned by China. 
and we have a bot that runs all of them. And you're like, I got you. And they're like, no, it says on our website. It says we reverse engineered the science behind the world's most successful vacation rentals. Then we refined our formula while hosting 1000 plus days at Airbnb. And then it says literally on their website, combine this with artificial intelligence to boost our performance. And you can see where our clients trust us around the clock. Bro, you ain't a real person. You might be a real person. You're, you're lying. You lie. I don't like being lied to, Joe. This is what this boils down to. You fucking lied to me. You had fake bot reviews, which got me to book this place. It was not nearly as clean as you. And by the way, I'm not like, like, like I'm not a guy who's so picky. I give people five stars. So I give a review and I give it two stars in my review. Okay. So I give the review to this stars. is a bad idea. Andy Skylink's about to show up to your house. They're going to be like, please exit your domicile. We will be thrashing you. You're probably Prepare right. to be thrashed. I am Derek. So I, I a- said thank you kindly, and you left me a poor review. Arm here's, yourself, Andy. Here's Derek's review of me. Again, automated. Andy was an incredible guest. Very kind, polite, and considerate with the house. Andy also left it with left it clean and tidy. Honestly, one of the best guests I've had. Highly recommend. So that's his review with me less than 24 hours after the stay. No real person talks like that. Yeah. Agreed? So here's my review of Derek. What is real, Andy? Here's my review I write last night. This place was just okay. It definitely needs to be cleaned up better, both inside and outside. The weeds, bushes, brush, and the steps down to the dock are unacceptable. The four outside trash cans haven't been taken out in probably weeks or months. It was fine for myself and two friends, but we all agreed we'd never stay there with our families. The property is run by a management company. This company uses automated bot messages under the guise of someone called Derek. The whole thing is sketchy, and it's also clear they're using bot accounts for fake reviews. You have fucked with the wrong robot, Andy. No longer kindly, Derek. So I get this response from Derek less than 10 minutes last night after I leave the review. Andy. I've received over 1,000 reviews, and yours was by far the most rude and disrespectful of all. I am not a bot, something a bot would say, right? (laughs) I am not a bot. I am a father, husband, and super host that treated you like royalty. I responded immediately to every message you sent. Again, of course you did. You're a bot. Not once did you mention any cleaning or trash issues, or I would have personally stopped by and fixed them. I imagine you've never seen a bot in real life. I give you a five-star review, and in return, you leave a highly deceptive review that is truly unethical. Please, now I'm getting threatened. Please remove your review. There is enough hurt and pain in the world without spreading more. Derek, what is happening, Joe Brano? Yeah, uh, Skylink is now attacking you. Like, we will go back in time and kill your parents. Well, too late for that. Um, too soon? Prior, okay. to, prior to you being born is my point. Kindly, Derek. 
You don't think this is all crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, I got a threat back of him telling me to remove my review. But here's what's crazier. I don't trust Airbnb at all. They're allowing this whole system of fake reviews. Now I don't know where I'm ever going to stay. Hey, here's what you should do. You should be like, Derek, I hear you. Please repeat what you just said in a video message to me, and I will update my, <laughs> I'll update my review accordingly. It's funny also, you say that. Also, you need to be holding two forks in your yeah. left hand. I was just going to say, I almost went, I haven't responded to Derek. I almost went the A. Millie route and said yeah. that. If you send me a picture of yourself holding a spoon, I will remove the review. No, you need a video message of him talking to you while holding a spoon. <laughs> I think this is a real person. Yeah. I don't think this person is named Derek Taylor. Very generic, bland name you would choose. Now that I do my research in the Tennessee. Some dirtball dirt named Derek Taylor is like, what do you mean bland name? Andy <laughs> Ruther. <laughs> like you're fucking. Like you're some exotic. I'm not. I'm like the white, I'm the whitest name ever. But Joe, you have to admit this whole thing is bizarre. Like he's getting called out by Francesco Capriani. You know, no. Andy Ruther calling me out. Don't you think the, this is kind of kind of nuts? The five Derek Taylors out there that are probably all related to Justin Wood somehow are like, how dare you? Have you ever encountered a thing like this in Airbnb. All my Airbnbs have been people because you know, but also I would have just like, I don't know that I would have, I would don't even, I would have been like, Oh, this place is run by a bot. I'm going to give it a review. And like, I don't know if I would have like tried to take down the bot Airbnb industry in one review. Now there is a news article about this, Derek Taylor. Is there? Yeah, there is. I, I got a, I got a little complex. I, I got my lady working on it as well. And she sent me something which is pretty wild about the Chattanooga city council denies short-term vacation rental permits on Jefferson, which is a street. They denied vacation rentals. Derek Taylor with Bellanova said his client purchased a home with intent of turning into an Airbnb and they Felt they addressed the community and council's concerns regarding noise and parties. And he's quoted in this. So Derek Taylor is probably a real person. And then they use a bot to respond for him. He's probably the local man on the scene that works for the company. And it's some guy. Who's the company? Dude, Bellanova. He's listed as the Bellanova LLC CEO. He doesn't own nine properties. These are nice houses. No. He's just probably they just probably named their local man on the ground as the CEO. So that he can go talk on their behalf at little, you know, local meetings and shit. Am I spending too much time on this? Way too much. I can't believe how much time on the show we spent on it. <laughs> Doesn't it? Is it uh, seven game sevens in sports yesterday? And you're like, my Airbnb was run by a bot. I've gone down this wormhole to try to figure out why or how. I'll tell you why and how. Because they're making money hand over fist by just like some Chinese company owns property all over probably the country. I know, but they're lying with these reviews. I wouldn't have booked it if I knew half the reviews were bullshit. 
I got caught out by a bot. Like a bot is coming at me. Well, that was probably a real guy. I know that's the best part. I mean, you have to just think that's the funniest thing. Please remove your review. There's enough hurt and pain in this world without spreading more. I can tell you one thing. I know it's not that close. I know it's closer to other ballparks, but Derek is definitely a Washington Nationals fan. Exactly. Bots. They're they're all robots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They don't exist. I don't know how I go forward, though, Joe. That's my main point with Airbnb. It's tough. (laughs) I'm going to now have to scrutinize every review. Because they're allowing this. Everybody keeps saying, dude, you got to go to Airbnb and let them. They're, they're, allow- they're facilitating this. It's like yeah. Twitter just allowing bots. They're, they're facilitating this. They're, they're part of the problem. I can't believe robot Derek Taylor is in an online flame war with what things white people like. <laughs> Bot off. Unbelievable, Joe. But I appreciate the $50 refund for when the electricity went out, Derek. I appreciate that. Derek, Derek, I have, I, I want you to know, Derek, I've started a new account called Things White People Don't Like. And our first tweet is being lied to by Airbnb. Yeah. Well, I'm still going to do some more digging. I want to find out exactly <laughs> yeah. who this is. I want to speak with somebody on the phone. You know who this would be great for? Your brother. Oh, yeah. Don't you think your brother would eat this stuff up? Yeah, he'd eat it up because he is Bella Nova. (laughs) He'd be like, oh, you almost found me. You almost got me, Andy. I mean, Bella Nova, their website is beautifulandnew.com. Literally has nothing to do with the word Bella Nova. Dude, I got, can I just play? Let me just play this. I have to play this real quick. (laughs) This, this is the women on the website. It's so funny. I used Bella Nova for the entire last year of my rental, and it was the best rental year ever. More money coming in than any year prior to that. We had nothing but five-star ratings, and the place looked beautiful. We have been extremely happy with Derek and all the services that he's provided us. We recently switched. So it's like old white women on camera none of their names are listed and they show pictures of what they did they're all karen dude that's that's great you're they're all karens they are that's spot on they all look like karens and the pictures they show the before that's right because in computers there's only zeros and ones derek's and karen's derek's and karen's but the pictures they show before and after what they do to properties is literally like changing the carpet So what'd you do on your Airbnb trip? I don't know. I spent half the trip investigating where I was staying. (laughs) All right, let's move on from all this bullshit. You're like, I also found out this was not a hotel at all. This was somebody's home. Unbelievable. Andy, did you watch any hockey yesterday? No, but we got a call about it. Nice. I watched a little Rangers Penguins. You want me to play the call? Let's do it. I like this call too. It's great. Hey guys, Ryan Clack calling in from Saskatoon. Now there was a little bit of chatter 
about hockey and a dirty sports hockey correspondent on the last podcast. And I'm going to throw my name in the hat just like I did in 2015. Uh, Ruther, you know I'm your guy. I've been listening to the podcast for a very long time. I'm a huge hockey fan. I'm an NHL stat dork. I can confidently say I know more about hockey than Alexis and Jake Bruder and even a very, very drunken Federal's wine bar, Jacob Faith. And above all else, I just fucking love the Dirty Sports Podcast. Uh, you guys may not be tattooed on my ass, but you're tattooed onto my yes. heart. And it would be an honor. Uh, not, I mean, that's fine. I've long accepted that this is not a hockey podcast, but as Gretzky once said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Stay dirty. Wow. Tattooed on his heart. Ryan, it's yours, man. Congrats. Let's go! It's been a Ryan long Clatt, time. The official Dirty Sports Hockey Correspondent for the remainder of the 2022 NHL playoffs and possibly beyond. Yeah. I mean, if if Ryan was a bot, he kind of sounds they, like one with his monotone voice, but I know he's not. But they programmed him perfectly. Yeah. They're like, he's like, I am from Saskatoon. I have a, they programmed him with the perfect Canadian accent. Ryan, call back. I need to know. We're, we're now headed toward the second round and so two epic game sevens yesterday, including my Rangers thwarting the Pittsburgh Penguins after being down three games to one. That's all I really know. My friends uh, from home are all uh, Rangers fans. And one of them texted last night. That's how you butt fuck a penguin. And then I had the visual in my head of somebody butt fucking a penguin. That's aggressive. That's really aggressive. And I was like, honestly, penguins are pretty passive and pretty small. I feel like it would be easier than going to a game seven and going overtime to butt fuck a penguin. If you actually tried. Yeah. But Ryan, what's going to happen from here on out? What are the storylines to look for in the coming series? Yeah, Ryan's an OG dirtball. Like he said, he vied for the hockey course mine in 2015. Hey, man, good things happen to those who wait. You can add it to your resume. Official 2022 Dirty Sports Hockey Correspondent. Give us an update because I'm not going to watch any full disclosure. So I want to hear it from you firsthand. What's going on? Also, shots fired at some of the former correspondents. You know? Yeah. I always forget that Jake Bruder was a hockey correspondent. I wish we had those. I am so annoyed that Skype deletes these messages. Wouldn't you want to go in there and just hear some of these? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I would die. Or hear some of the drunken Jacob Faith ones. So Drew Brees will no longer be on NBC. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out, Drew Brees. You're boring. No one wanted you. Well, that's what happened. I don't know if you remember. He got his test during the Bengals playoff game. And to recap, 
he misspoke a bunch. I mean, it, I, I get it. It's like you're you're new. You know, it's it's a tough job and no one nails it right out of the gate. But like. Is there anything interesting about Drew Brees? No. And we said that like, going in. Great player. But not interesting. No, I agree. I'd rather hear one of the Manning brothers, any of the Manning brothers. I'd, I'd rather listen to anybody with the last name Manning, you know, a great aunt or something, read the back of a cereal box, than Drew Brees break down an NFL playoff game. Yeah. Just one of the man, you know, just the Manning's great aunt Susan. She's like, we got yellow five in here. We got a, uh, looks like we got some high fructose corn syrup. You know, it's good stuff. We like it. This Captain Crunch is undefeated. Like the Patriots were. And I'd my, rather yeah. my great nephew my great nephew Eli went in there and killed the dragon, slayed the dragon. You'd like, rather oh, thanks, great aunt Susan Manning. You'd rather have someone who's interesting than a great player. Yeah. And I and, and like that's a prime example. He's a top 10 quarterback, but he's never been interesting. No. So I guess it'll be Tarico and my boy, Chris Collinsworth, still until they figure out what they're going to do. It's a big shakeup this year. You got Herb Street, Al Michaels on Amazon. You got Joe Buck, Troy Aikman on ESPN now. The top crew they don't know yet for Fox because Brady's still playing. It'll be Kevin Burkhart and probably Greg Olson. CBS remains Romo and Nance. Romo's getting all this competition now. Yeah. He was like the new kid on the block. He came out swinging. Now everybody's coming for him. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I, I know you hate Romo. I don't hate him. I just, I think he's, I think he's too big of a dork for me. Yeah. Personally. Um, I, I mean, I think, I think what, I think if there's something that we can sort of point to Romo to is like him getting in there and doing it the way he did and, and sort of predicting plays and really like diving in depth. I mean, obviously Troy Aikman was a great quarterback back in the day, but he never went in depth on the, the quarterback play like Romo did. And then you, you go to the Manning cast that takes that to the next level and is obviously far more entertaining and they're far cooler people than Tony Romo. And then, you know, you, you go $345 million to get Brady. Who's, you know, got all the still, you know, a, a fairly entertaining guy, probably not Manning levels of entertaining, but with all the hardware and all the legacy and all the stuff, it's like, so you got to give Tony Romo the credit a little bit for kind of paving the way for like the super insider look. Sure. And the money. Yeah. He paved the way for that. For now, these big deals. Speaking of money, the highest paid quarterback to Sean Watson is taking the Browns offense to the Bahamas this weekend. Okay. This is pretty funny to me. Set up all your massage jokes. The trip is for team building and football chemistry. 
as Watson also has secured an entire football field. So he's bringing his offense to Bahamas. Well, if there's one piece of advice that I can give to Sean Watson and the Cleveland Browns players in the Bahamas, whatever you do, don't get on a boat. Still doing it, aren't we? If there's anything that I know about football, once you ride a boat, you will never be the same. I mean, remember the Tom Brady Super Bowl celebration? They're on boats, they're throwing the trophy around. They didn't even come close to repeating. Carson Wentz has been on eight teams since his him and his wife posed on a boat. Like I like you. Why do you get so worked up about this? It, it's it's more of just like a joke, Prano. The boat meme with the Giants is a joke. It's not the, something serious. The Vikings used to have boat parties. They haven't won anything. They've never won a Super Bowl. Does the meme bother you? Does the, do the meme tweets bother you? No, the meme tweets don't. It was the people that took it seriously for as long as they did. And some people who still take it seriously and like reference it. I saw your boy last night. Who's that? Did you see him? Who? You see all the Odell? Did you see all the celebrities at the Suns game? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you said you saw him. Oh, I was like, I was like, who did you see in Cincinnati? Like, oh, I ran into Odell at the witchcraft store. <laughs> they, were, they were casting a spell to get rid of his injury. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if the Rams will resign him because he can't like he's going to miss time. Right. Yeah. I, I would imagine. I would imagine he's like a mid-year guy at best, which a lot of people will probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with the way just free agencies have gone across sports lately. If people just wait to see, you know, how he progresses. Yeah. I did check out. Another minor league game this weekend. I'm wearing the hat. I went to the Florence Yalls. Florence Yalls. That's my first independent game. Those are shit ton of fun, man. Yeah. Independent baseball is kind of a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. Small stadium seats like 4,500. There's probably 12, 1,500 people there, but very family friendly. They have a whole like whole bounce house, whole playground area. Dude, they let the, the kids in between the fourth inning run from left field across right field in the middle of the game. Yeah. And it was well, chaos. the thing is you, you can't with independent balls, you can't really sell people on, Oh, you're seeing the stars of the future. So you got to sell them on baseball and all the ancillary things that you can provide. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I might be doing some things with them. Maybe we'll do some dirty sports stuff with them. I, uh, I, I chatted with the, with one of the owners for a while and he was breaking it down for me, how it all works. And, just like you said, he was very forthright. He said, I bet half the people right now in the stadium have no clue the scores. And he said, we well, listen, you know. uh, I'll, I'll start, I'll, I'll start training again. If they want to sign me to a one day contract, let me come out of the bullpen. But it's crazy. Cause they also have guys like one of the guys in their team was just in the reds, triple a, I guess he was talking about who was the Mets pitcher who got hurt. That's an independent now that, that they want to see. He was mentioning a Mets pitcher. I didn't know. I felt like was drafted high, and then he got mm-hmm. hurt. And a lot of times, what they do is there's no spots, and then they send. Oh, him. oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about the kid, the kid from Vanderbilt. Yes, that was yeah, Kumar. 
when was he drafted? Last year. And was he like a first round pick? Yeah, I think they, and I think the Mets ended up taking him like seventh overall or something yeah, like he that. He was talking about him, yeah. And he, he like his arm didn't pass the physicals, essentially. That, that's so the it. Mets, the Mets didn't sign him. So now he's he can't go back to college, but he can play independent ball and then possibly get drafted again this year. That's what he was saying. It's basically a tryout. So it's interesting because you have like that type of thing where a guy still might have it. And then, like you said, you got guys who just want to play. Yeah. And you've got guys who are, you know, a lot of teams obviously don't, you know, but so many guys historically have gone to the big leagues and then gone to independent ball because at some point in the big leagues, you know, like Daryl Strawberry played independent ball between stints in the big leagues because it's like you can't send Daryl Strawberry to the minors, you know? So he's like, yeah. oh, I'm out. I'll play independent ball. I'll show you that. I think Kinseiko played minor uh, independent ball before coming back to the big leagues. Yeah. It's cool, they can, though. They, they can pay better, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting to see, though. But fun experience to check out a game. I love their name. I, I, I think their hats, I think their logo is fresh, man. Fresh. I think, I think it looks good. Okay, let's wrap it up with a couple dirt ball calls sitting there in the bank. 310-359-8365. Discussing my hat is a great segue for this first call. Hey, Joe and Andy, it's Mickey D. I have a quick question. Another podcast I listen to that I'm not going to plug because I'm not a douchebag um, has a custom new era cap that has two logo bears on it. So my question is, if you guys were to make a custom fitted cap for us to purchase, what would the logos be to represent yourselves? I kind of had a thought of using the Friar uh, from the Padres logo, bashing Andy Skull in, but that might be a little much <laughs> to, to rock around town. Uh, but let me know what you guys think. I think we could have some creative ideas, and I'm very interested to hear them. Stay dirty. I love it. I was like, I'm not going to mention the podcast, but it has two bears. I'd assume it's the two bears podcast. Two bears, <laughs> one, one game. Anyway. I think you're right. You can't have a friar bashing my head in, which is, that's just a violent, man. No. And I didn't do the bashing, so it can't be a mustachioed man doing the bashing in. But I think I think a cartoon Andy could have a dent in his head. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. What's like a dirt ball in cartoon form? Oh yeah. Like a guy so, picking his nose or something? Yeah, or just like a like a like a tumbleweed of dirt. <laughs> but in my head, what I envisioned when I just said this a couple episodes ago was just a classic. I mean, we're dirty sports, we're DS. You know, just a classic interlocking, you know, like it's almost a reverse Padres. Because Padres ah, are SD. Would be DS. Yeah. Never thought of that. But maybe on the maybe on the back it could be a dented human skull. <laughs> let's just let's just stay away from the dented human skull. Right? Okay. <laughs> trying to I'm trying to move past that a little. 
Look years. at Andy. He's looking for he's looking for a cohabitation. He's like, I'm leaving my dented skull in the past. We're on to bigger and better things. I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave my dented skull in the basement. I'm not leaving in the past. Never forget. But I don't really think I never really focus too much on it. But I don't want to be wearing a hat where it's like a guy beating the shit out of me. That's definitely <laughs> not, not a good reminder for me. <laughs> So you put out the call for a bet. Oh, yeah. I've already had a million people in my DMs. I've capped all of the people at $50. Somebody's like, I'll pay you $1,000. I'm like, I'm not taking all these bets. Wow. So you got, you got, uh, you got you. He's calling back. You right? probably DM'd him already, but he's calling back. No, I don't think so. Okay. What's up, fellas? This is Jew. Um, so I'm calling to accept the bet by uh, Prado. Um, I'm good for you know 100 bucks, something to keep us entertained. Um, and I will say, you know, you, a lot of you say you don't bet anymore. A lot of people flake out. And stuff. So I will say this: if I do not, I give uh, Luther the ability to. If I do not pay up on this bet, if I happen to lose. I can, I give them the ability to share my cell phone number with the rest of the dirt wall so that they can um, find out who I am and just, um, you know, do what they would do. So I guarantee I would pay up on that. Um, and, you know, just to go back, you know, you're talking shit about it. You know, the Yankees haven't beat anybody. The Yankees are 6-3 and three against your um, World Series um, pick for the, the American League, the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, so they're taking care of business there. And then the Baltimore that you just bagged and bagged, but yeah, they, so they um, have one less win than both Philly and Atlanta, who pretty much you guys have all been beating. Plus, you know, of course, uh, the Nationals, who are dog shit that you guys keep beating. But, um, you know, of course, the Mets have beat, uh, you know, only, they've only played the top 10 teams in baseball all year. So, um, good luck with that, and um, yeah, fuck the Mets. Now I am officially a Mets beater. Fuck the Mets. Later, guys. Yeah, so that's it. I, I virtually accept a hundred dollars. Me and Jew, a hundred dollars. Teams that goes further in the in the year, whether that be one team winning their division and making the playoffs, and the other team not making the playoffs, uh, winning a series, not winning a series, etc., etc., etc. Hundred dollars straight up. Um, I would, I, if I were you, I would definitely invest uh, some money. Maybe take fifty right now. Uh, send. Uh, Garrett Cole, some sticky stuff for the back of his pants that he has been, uh, his, his spin rate has suddenly been back during this Yankees win streak, win streak. And he has a uh, pretty gruesome uh, brown mark on the back of his pants. So that's good. Uh, I would also maybe contact uh, some of the Yankees in regards to continuing to uh, video other team signs you know, you're going to need all this help because come playoff time, you're going to have to play outside of your little league stadium and you're going to need some starting pitching, but, uh, you know, you're good. So, uh, I accept your offer and I look forward to, I'm not really looking forward to giving your number out. I'm looking forward to collecting that money and spending them on Mets world series tickets. Good old fashioned New York rivalry. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Yankees have been playing great baseball so far. I have been critical of 
who the Yankees have played. And that's, you know, that's, I, I hear his arguments. Also, if you look at the Yankees record, I can't pull it up right now. Um, I believe the Yankees are like, I've played twice as many home games as the Mets have played so far, which is wild. But listen, I'm sure they'll play well on the road where the fences are, you know, regular human size too. You guys will be fine. I feel like the hatred for the Yankees isn't as high as it once was. Probably because they haven't been as good. My hatred for the Yankees? No, just hatred across the board. Oh, yeah. It's because they haven't been as good. All right. 310-359-8365. Once again, that is our hotline. Drop us a line, call, question, you name it. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. All at The Dirty Sports. You can find my bot at Andy Ruther on social media. And I will send you a picture of myself holding a spoon in case you want it. I am at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter, where I remain at Fix Your Life. Uh, I've got shout out to folks who came out this past week to some shows. Um, you can see over my shoulder here. I have my new minimal bag from our friends at Minimal. Uh, did a great show there. Uh, Right over here, I have my old minimal bag, which I'm still, my DMs are still open. If anybody wants to, I haven't, I haven't figured out the process yet, but if anybody's interested in a glorious old minimal version V1 bag, I would like to maybe auction it off and give the proceeds to charity. Um, so slide in my DMs if that's any interest to you. And uh, follow me, joeprano.com for upcoming shows, which uh, many, on the horizon, including when my World Series bound New York Mets come to California for their series against the San Diego Padres. I'll be down at our good friend Josh Nelson's show at Candy's Boom Boom Room the first week of June. So San Diego Dirt Balls. I'll see you there. Is that the name of the, sh- the, the room? Yeah, the, the room has changed a few times, but r- you remember it used to be Reds when it was downstairs? Yeah. It is now Candy's Boom Boom Room. Sounds like a strip club. It looks like a strip club. Candy's boom, boom room. But it's not a strip club. Are there shows in the basement or are they upstairs again? The basement. Okay. Gotcha. All right, guys, that's our show. As always, we appreciate all the support we get. You guys have a great start to your week. And don't forget, stay dirty.